The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Mayor Don Iveson is putting in motion the state of emergency for the city. Let's go to City Hall. Here he is. A number of decisions have been made today to keep Edmontonians safe during this public health emergency, and I will speak to some of the critical council decisions, and Adam will update on some of the critical uh, operational components. Council has just now decided to declare a local state of emergency. This is valid for seven days, and it can be renewed or terminated after that time or earlier if necessary, though I don't think that's likely. This decision was not made lightly, I assure you, but Council, in its capacity as the Emergency Management Committee, felt it was necessary to help expedite decision-making and to ensure that as an organization we are as agile as possible during these incredibly fast-moving times. In particular, we are doing this so that we have the powers, should we need them, to keep people safe. This is an unprecedented situation for our city, and for the world. But declaring a state of local emergency allows us to manage the situation in the most effective way possible. It also allows us to put additional measures and resources in place to ensure that our city's most vulnerable people in particular are not left behind during this crisis. Council will continue to receive uh, regular updates from administration in its capacity as the emergency management agency and on our regular operations of the city and I really am confident that uh, city manager Lachlan and the team are committed to keeping our public well informed as well. Throughout this emergency the city is committed to being as transparent and as open as possible when communicating with Edmontonians. In other news, I am really grateful that the province heard our community's plea to give the city a green light to activate this critical centre to keep our most vulnerable people safe. And my gratitude goes out to Homeward Trust and the partner agencies, the AHS and city staff, all working on the front lines now around the clock to get the Expo Centre opened and now keep it running. They are already, by stepping up, saving lives in advance. And so I will get Adam to speak to some of the logistics in a bit on that, but we uh, plan to have Expo open and running on Monday. Council also made a decision today to provide financial relief to homeowners and to businesses. We are allowing for a temporary delay till August 31st of municipal payments for homeowners and businesses that require it, and this will, applies both to lump sum as well as the monthly payment plans. In addition, we will be allowing a deferral on the city utility fees for those that require it, that's waste and water and drainage, for 90 days as we work through those uh, uh, details with our partners on exactly how to apply for that uh, through EPCOR. We recognize that all of these measures will put the city in a critical position for cash flow, uh, like many others. But we will continue to follow up with the province and with the Government of Canada on backstop and continuity of funding measures to allow for the essential services that public safety relies on to continue to be delivered through this time of unprecedented disruption. 
We are in contact with provincial and federal officials daily, sometimes hourly, uh, as we work all of us around the clock to do what's right. Our council is a team of leaders who care deeply about this community, and we will all do what we can to support the city we love and the people in it. I'll go to Adam now for some further operational details, and I'll be happy to take your questions. Thank you, Your Worship. Uh, a few more details uh, with respect to City Hall on the recommendation of the COVID-19 task team. The executive leadership team has determined that the immediate closure of City Hall to the public is necessary at this time. Till further notice, access will be restricted to those with card access and to accredited media. The City Hall Parkade will remain open to the public. This decision was made to ensure the safety of the workplace for council and city employees during this public health emergency. In terms of transit, effective tomorrow, March 21st, we have introduced several changes to transit that will improve the social distancing and hygiene concerns of patrons. Transit fares are suspended. Operators will not issue transfers. Entry to the buses will be by the rear doors only unless a ramp is needed. This recommendation will keep our operators and patrons safer and will streamline and speed up bus entry. On a related note, and to encourage the safe movement around the city, City Council has suspended paid parking rates in all curbside e-park zones, also effective tomorrow. In terms of tax delays and utility charge referrals, our financial, and financial services team has analyzed options for providing financial breathing room for Edmontonians during this period of economic uncertainty and council made the decisions the mayor spoke about. Our communication to Edmontonians will be that we are offering this temporary support to those who need financial relief. But we will also let others know that if they can pay, they will be helping to keep the city running during these difficult times. This is a we're all in this together message that we need to be clear about. To activate the delay of tax payment, Edmontonians must self-identify to staff who will discuss the process involved. We're working out those details as we speak. We are also adjourning the tax scale, the tax sale scheduled for April 23rd. It will be postponed for two months. Similarly, we will request that the minister provide an additional adjournment of the tax sale for a 12-month period. The proposed deferral of utility fees will be from March 18th to June 18th. Customers will need to self-identify and contact the utility provider for the deferral. It will not be automatic. No interest or penalties will be issued during this period. There will be no cutoff of service, even for customers in arrears. In terms of the Expo Centre, as of Thursday evening, the Emergency Operations Centre instructed the Emergency Support Response Team to transport cots, bedding and hygiene products to the Edmonton Expo Centre. As the Premier announced this afternoon, the Expo Centre will be used for surge capacity. 
Local shelters, including Hope Mission and Muster Seed, are also increasing capacity via additional sites. Health services will be providing Alberta Health Services and staffing will be coordinated by Homework Trust. Our staff is currently setting up the Expo Centre and the plan is to have it fully running by Monday. I've said numerous times how proud, proud I am of the city team and how it's pulled together during these challenging times and I have an extra reason to be proud today. Today, the city and its union partners work together to sign a COVID-19 redeployment agreement that will enable the city to deploy, redeploy employees across jurisdictions and work functions as needs arise. This agreement pro provides the city additional flexibility that will help ensure necessary service to Edmontonians are maintained. This is the kind of partnership that demonstrates that we are all in this together and working through challenges as one. Thanks, and we're both available to answer any questions you may have. Adam, why ask for the state of emergency now? What powers did the city get to take immediately? So we, uh, as part of the activation of the Expo Centre to support our vulnerable community, um, one of the measures that we, we feel will support us on that is the ability to control movement with Edmonton and to support movement in Edmonton. And so those, those powers give us the ability to support those in need to move to the locations that are, that are required, specifically um, the operations that are being set up in the Expo Centre. Um, there are other indicators, uh, and we went through those previously, the, the 11 different indicators that uh, we're tracking on a regular basis that inform decisions we make, but uh, the pr predominant driver for this one is to support the operations that are being activated at the actual center. So this will give the city the ability to move people there, to need to go there? Uh, this gives us uh, the ability to, in a, in a controlled and, and respectful way, ensure that we're supporting our vulnerable community to to move to the locations that uh, are appropriate based on the conditions they're in. And that's if they're, if they're in a position where they need medical support or if they need to find the appropriate shelters, this gives us that power in a, in a nimble uh, way, but not, not in a way that wouldn't be respectful. Is that what the redeployment of trans drivers means? Being able to, you said you that's broader. Um, so the, the the question was um, the use of the redeployment agreement that we signed with unions. That's actually broader, and it's not just transit. It's across the board. It's our ability to maximize our, our workforce to be able to address the pressing needs that we have for all the critical services. It's ex it's not exclusive to one particular union, and it's not actually specifically related to the state of local emergency. It's broader to all the services that we provide. Adam, we heard Wednesday uh, that some of the powers that a local state of emergency would, would give you were things like price control and, and you know, getting essential items and distributing them. A lot of police take their buildings without warning. Um, is any of that on the table right now? You know, you're saying it's mostly you're using this to, to move people around. What else? Is available and what else to use. So the question is, uh, uh, at the previous updates, we identified a number of different uh, measures that we have at our disposal with the state of local emergency and 
understanding that the predominant reason for this is to support movement. Um, what others are we considering? At this point in time, we're not. Uh, we continue to monitor. Uh, you mentioned the, the potential of price adjusting and, and stabilizing pricing. Uh, we continue to monitor that. Um, um, in terms of other powers, you mentioned EPS going into homes. That is not, absolutely not, the steps that we're at. And um, through our conversations with the Emergency Agen Agency Committee, which is Council, uh, we did indicate that we'd be in constant conversation with them and constant communication with them to ensure that they're fully aware of the steps we're taking. And so will, will this sort of change the day-to-day -day experience of many Edmontonians, do you think? Uh, the question is, will this change the uh, current experience of Edmontonians uh, as it relates to the state of local emergency. I think it supports our vulnerable community with the measures um, that have been set up through support from the provincial government, our agencies and the folks of the city of Edmonton. I think outside of that, the changes that you'll see in terms of uh, our, our opportunity to help Edmontonians with, again, the adjustments to the transit service and the operations and the various levels of suspension or relief or, or uh, deferral, um, sorry, suspension, deferral or, or, or delay does help folks that uh, are, are, are struggling right now for financially. Um, so I think from the state of local emergency perspective, I think it's, uh, it's not something that uh, uh, the majority of Edmontonians will see a difference. It's, it's certainly zeroing in on a community that needs support and, and our vulnerable community specifically. Uh, can you tell us more about the Expo Center shelter? The word overflow has been used, but um, some of this exhibits symptoms. Is that the first place where they're going to go? Is there testing there? Um, so the specifics on testing, uh, something that's managed by, that's something that's managed by Alberta Health Services. Uh, in terms of the activation of the Expo Center, uh, overflow, uh, but also provides the opportunity for uh, self-isolation uh, for individuals that are showing the symptoms and guided by Alberta Health Services and that process. Uh, it will provide the opportunity for that. And uh, the teams, Homework Trust, Alberta Health Services, the City of Edmonton and all the agencies uh, continue to refine all of the operations that will be in the Expo Centre. How many people will the Expo Center serve? Do you guys have any idea how many at this point? Uh, the question is how many will the Expo Center serve? Um, at this point, we don't know the numbers that, that will be served other than to say activated Monday will give us a good indication uh, immediately uh, the numbers that will be there and we'll continue to monitor and work with the um, other uh, shelters to uh, gauge that. Uh, this is something that's also being monitored by the province and we're in close contact with them as well. Will they be able to get medical care there? Question is, will they be able to get medical care at uh, the Expo Centre? And that is the plan that they'll be provided uh, uh, medical treatment if, if needed. Uh, and that's the thinking uh, broader with the Expo Centre, that it does provide an opportunity to provide Alberta Health Services with a, a location to provide uh, um, medical care. You said that 
said that if the city were to take additional powers under the state of local emergency that they would inform council, what would that look like? What if something were to come up over the weekend? Uh, so the question is, if we were uh, desiring to take additional powers, uh, what would that look like? And what if something came over the weekend? Because we had indicated that we would inform council. Um, uh, the, the, the emergency advisory committee, of, which is council, um, can be called um, on a moment's notice by the mayor um, based on uh, conversations with myself. And so that's not exclusive to um, a weekend or an hour of the day. Um, so we would, uh, if we felt like that was something that we needed to, to do, we would, uh, the mayor and I would certainly engage in that uh, very quickly. Uh, in terms of what are some of the things that could come up, I don't anticipate based on our assessment and continuing to track the indicators and the support for the Expo Centre, I don't anticipate a new need coming up over the weekend. Uh, but just to let you know that we continue to monitor these different factors. Uh, and a question that came up earlier was around pricing. Again, I don't think that would come up over the weekend, but that's one that we're monitoring closely to ensure that we're um, making it fair for all Edmontonians. Does, does this change sort of the, the power structure in the city? You, you know, are, is administration now sort of above council as far as decision making? Uh, the question is, does this change the power structure within the city of Edmonton? So um, to a degree it does. Uh, the emergency management agency, which is led by uh, the director of that agency, which is myself, um, does have powers to um, take certain actions within the City of Edmonton that we've outlined previously. In terms of regular operations, I think you'd see that continuing as I mentioned before. But let me be clear that we will not uh, take actions uh, that we, we don't feel are necessary or not in the purview of the conversation that we've had with the Emergency Advisory Committee uh, unless we re-engage with that committee. And as I said, that can be called on a moment's notice and uh, working closely with the mayor, uh, we would make sure that we do that. You've been listening to a news conference with um, Acting City Manager Adam Laughlin and Mayor Don Iveson. The City of Edmonton has declared a local state of emergency um, and one of the big reasons for that was to get the Expo Centre up and running for the vulnerable population in the City of Edmonton. So along with Alberta Health Services and Homeward Trust, uh, the City is going to open the Edmonton Expo Centre to provide shelter and support for the vulnerable population in the days to come. They hope to have everything ready to be opened on Monday. As well, there's uh, been another a number of announcements made, including uh, the deferral of utility payments, uh, some things around the 2020 property tax payments uh, as well, and uh, transit services affected tomorrow, temporary, uh, temporarily suspending fare collection on all ETS, LRT, and DAT services. So keep that in mind. We'll have the very latest on all of this coming up for you. The top of the hour, the six o'clock newscast. I want to thank you. First off, I want to thank the team, uh, my team at 630 Chad, which is spread out across Edmonton right now, which has helped uh, put the show uh, on for the past uh, week and execute it the way that it, it has been. It's It's been a bit of a juggling act. But most importantly, I want to thank you for listening and engaging uh, on the text line and in phone 
calls over the past few days. It's been overwhelming, I know, for a lot of us, and we have a lot of questions and there's a lot of confusion, but we'll keep getting through it together. I urge you to take care of yourself this weekend. Get outside, enjoy some of that fresh air.